This message was recorded at the Redeemed Christian Church of God Salvation Center, where we're maximizing potential and fulfilling destiny. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to the following message. The wages of sin is death. And so because Jesus died that died that death or did that what I was supposed to do, he did it for me. That's why the other aspect of the scripture says, and the gift of God is eternal life. Hallelujah. He was wounded so that I can be healed. Amen. So I don't need to be wounded all over again. Because if I am wounded all over again, so somebody needs to go wake up those people and say, Bros, you don't have to do this because you doing this nullifies what Christ has done. If I am wounded again, it means that Jesus being wounded was for nothing because I am still experiencing what he went through. The Bible says something in Hebrews chapter 10, verse number 10. And it says, for what? For God will, for God's will was for us to be made holy by the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ. Once, 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 once. It doesn't need to happen every year. We can remember what he did. Is anybody here with me this morning? We can remember what he did so we can show appreciation. But we don't show appreciation by pain. We don't show appreciation for what Christ did by going through again what he did. We went through it with him. Let me use myself. I went through it with him before I was born. I went through it with him before I was in my mother's womb. The Bible says that I am crucified with Christ. Hallelujah. Nevertheless, I live. Yet, not I, but Christ lives inside of me. I went through it once, even before I was in my mother's womb, with Christ on the cross. He died for those that was past, present, and future. And that's why I can take part in that scripture that says, I, I wasn't born. I wasn't born. You were not born. Yet the scripture says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ who lives in me. Galatians chapter 2 verse number 20. Do I hear an amen? So now that Christ died and put... The, uh, uh, my sin to death because the scripture says sir that the wages of sin is death Jesus fulfilled that wage on my behalf he died so what is the benefit of his death there is a benefit to his death that's why we call it good it is a good Friday it's not a Friday to cry it's not a good Friday for them to beat you it's not a Friday for you not to eat meat 
went to Ruth Chris and I had me a big old steak because it was a good Friday. Why was it good? The Bible says the wage was paid. He was wounded for my sake and he paid the wage of sin by dying by dying by dying by dying and when he died they thought it was over they didn't know yet that my wages was already paid my sins is no more they didn't know yet they needed evidence the realm of the spirit the principalities and power they needed evidence and on the on, on the second day he stayed in the tomb there was no evidence yet they needed evidence there is a law that says the wages of sin is death is death and so when he died it wasn't really validated for them yet that it has already happened but when he rose from the dead they knew that this one is not Moses this one is not Elijah this one is not Elisha this one is not David as much as he was loved this one is not Isaiah although all of those people they prophesied about him it's not the one that Jesus said was the greatest disciple of all John the Baptist this one is not John the Baptist because John the Baptist himself recognized his sandal I cannot put on nor can I take off there is one that is coming that will take away the sin of the world his name is Jesus he will die for you for you for you for you for you for you and for me not only will he die but he will rise from the dead all the other prophets they died pastor but only one has the authority and the power to open the tombs and open the tombs indeed that they did not know even though he told them destroy this temple in three days it will be built back they did not know because he was speaking in parables and so they were by the tombs and they were crying and then the angel came and said why do you seek the living what a joyous word on a resurrection sunday what you're looking for is no longer in the tombs there is nothing for you in the tombs there is nothing for you as a child of god in the tombs don't look at the tombs. The tombs is negativity. The tomb is depression. The tomb is hate. The tomb is that it's not going to work. The tomb is for uh, is, is defeat. The tombs is a place where should you not be looking. You should not be looking in the tombs. Because why are you looking for the tombs? Why are you looking for life 
in the tombs. Jesus is not there. And if you were crucified with him, nevertheless you live. Yet not you, but Christ who lives in me. Everything inside of me cannot be dead. There is nothing dead in me. There is nothing dead in you. Because you cannot seek the living. Come on, put your hands together. What do I gain by the resurrection of Jesus? There's gain in it. Because if there was no gain in the resurrection, that means he died in vain. And he rose in vain. He rose to prove a point to the kingdom of Satan. So there is gain for me because I am in him. So what is the gain? One of the gain of his death, burial, and resurrection is... I have a new authority. You have a new authority. In Ephesians chapter six, uh, chapter two, verse six. Ephesians chapter two, verse six says that he says he raised us from the dead along with Christ. Amen. There is no reason for you to be in the tombs. There is no reason for you to look for anything in a dead place. Because you will not find it there. Because you have authority. And the Bible is letting us, the Bible is letting us understand that we were raised from the dead along with Christ. And seated. He sat us with him in the what? In the what? In the heavenly realms. Because we are... I got authority. Tell your neighbor, act like it. The problem with us Christians is we are still thinking we are in a place or the state of being dead. I am a Look, I was telling the young people yesterday in our shut-in, I said, you know what? I get this a lot and I don't understand why. I, for a long time, it gave me confusion. Because look at how short I am. I even have heels on now, and I'm still short. Ade, where are you? Ade, come here. With all my heels and my drama of trying to be lifted, he's looking down at me. Ade is looking down on me. With all my heels and all my shakara, 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 he's still, most women are still looking down on me. And I get it all the time. They said, Pastor Joyce, you know, you're just so intimidating. Cute little me. I'm just so cute. I'm a cutie. I'm a baddie. How can I, I'm just a cute. How am I, how am I intimidating? How can I intimidate anybody? I'm just a little cutie. How can I be intimidating? But I told them, I said, I may be small, and I may uh, be a small package, and I didn't really understand until the Holy Spirit showed me why do people feel like I am a lot? I am intimidated. I said, because I understand my authority. I am conscious of it. When I step into a room, I am not stepping into the room thinking that I am small. I am stepping into the room understanding that greater is he that is on the inside of me than that that is in the world. I went further and told them, when I mount this pulpit, 
I don't see myself as a woman. And so because we were talking about bi- you know, non-binary and all of that stuff, you know, you have people who they don't want to be identified as male or female. I said, I'm not saying I'm a man. I'm not telling you that when I get on the pulpit, I am a man. I know who I am. And it's not a man. In fact, when you look at me, you know, she is not a man. Glory to God. When you look at me, you already can, you don't need to say anything further. She is not a man. But I told them when I mount the pulpit, I don't see myself as a woman that's about to handle the scriptures. I see myself as a spirit because the Bible says that I am a spirit and I am joined with Christ and I am seated with Christ in the heavenly places far above principalities and power. So I act like it. I am conscious of it. So when they tell me a negative report, it cannot land, nor can it stick. Because I know it is contrary to where I am sitting. It cannot be. And I will say to the thing, you cannot be until I see it, that it cannot be. We're talking about authority. Because you are in Christ, because you are in Christ, seated above, you have authority somebody say authority in Christ you have what they call a new identity somebody say a new identity Colossians chapter 2 verse 9 and 10 a new identity it says for in Christ all the what all in Christ all of the fullness somebody said the fullness of the deity lives in the bodily form and in Christ, you have been brought to what? Fullness. He is the head over every power and authority. So I understand that because I have a new identity, pain can be a part of that. I handle disappointment a different way because I understand my identity. Hallelujah. They cannot be so quick to put a label on me. Even if I'm showing the symptoms. I want to say that again. I may be showing the symptoms of depression. But I can never accept the label. And begin to say my depression. Because I understand my identity. And my identity. You know sometimes when you have an identity. You you are in a place. You can still have certain symptoms. But the symptoms does not define you. Somebody said the symptoms does not define me. Because I understand my identity in Christ Jesus. And then finally, because I am in Christ and I have this new life in the resurrection, I understand my mission. And that is why me clocking in nine to five or I have a business and I'm a CEO does not define me. My mission is clear. My mission is certain. And you can find it in Matthew chapter 23. Hallelujah. Matthew 23 verse 19 to 20 says, Go ye therefore, now that you know who you are, now that you know that you have authority, he says, go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even until the end 
of the world. Come on, stand on your feet and say, I know who I am. We hope you've been blessed by this message. We encourage you to fellowship with us here at Salvation Center if you are in the San Antonio area. For more information, visit our website at www.rccgsanantonio.org.